Welcome to another episode of Sip Your Ass Down. This week we talk about our sad playlists, why we have them, what purpose they serve, and what's on them. Why is music so powerful? Why do some songs become permanently etched in your brain with a specific person or memory? And, because it wouldn't be an episode of Sip Your Ass Down without a tangent, we talk about our names and the inevitable existential dread we feel when we really think about them and what they mean. We definitely don't know the answers to the questions we pose, but we try to figure it out as we make our way through another glass or bottle of wine. Join us! All right. So music. Music. Andrew and I were talking about Adele, and we think that now uh, that she's lost weight, she looks a little bit like Sarah Paulson. Do you know who that is? Yes. They said that on TV somewhere, too. Oh, really? Yeah, I think I agree. Sarah Paulson, she's with that old lady. Yes, Blythe Danner. What the fuck is her name? Holland Taylor. That's who she's with. Okay, so she's 45. Holland Taylor is 77. God damn. I mean, I'm I'm open for, you know. (laughs) (laughs) You are. You are. But uh, it's kind of weird to see that because it kind of looks strange, doesn't it? Because with a guy, like an older guy and a young woman, it's totally normal. But two women. Yeah. Well, because I feel like guys... You know, it, it, there's a whole thing about like the salt and pepper look of a guy and, you know, blah, 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 blah. Whereas women aging is viewed as a negative thing, not a positive. Right. You know, so guys age and they're seen as like, ooh, salt and pepper distinguished, blah, 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 blah. Women age and we're just like shit on. I have never heard salt and pepper. Seriously? Oh my God. No. Like salt and pepper hair? No, we don't say that here, but it's cool. Oh, have you heard of Silver Fox? Yeah. Yeah, okay. You always say Brett Favre is a silver fox. Oh, that was going to be my next question. Or my next statement <laughs> was Brett Favre is a silver fox. So it's Jeff Goldblum. I love Jeff Goldblum. Patrick Dempsey. Okay, see, we just don't share the same opinion. I mean, he's he's attractive, but I don't think he's like McDreamy, you know, blah, blah, blah. I don't know. <laughs> he is McDreamy. He is like the guy. The guy. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, Adele. Here's my thing. She was gorgeous before. Absolutely. I'm not in any way implying this as a negative, because as long as she's happy, I don't care how much she weighs. She had a more distinct look when she was her, you know, previous weight, whatever. Now she kind of like she's beautiful either way. Love her either way. You know, whatever. But now she just kind of looks like every other skinny if somebody listens to this, they're going to just absolutely tear us apart for that comment. But I don't know. She just, Adele was Adele. And now she, I mean, she's still Adele. I don't know. Do you get what I'm trying to say? Yes. And I'm wondering if something, like when I see her perform, that will totally destroy this whole Adele picture, you know? Well, I don't know that she'll perform anymore because she lost her voice. She did? Yeah. Adele lost her voice. So A, she got divorced. B, she lost her voice, which was her, you know, entire career, everything. And she lost it. Hmm. I didn't know that. Yep. She had damaged her vocal cords. So between divorce and losing her voice, which was her life, that's, I'm sure that's why she had stress and lost her diet. Like there's no Adele diet. I can guarantee you it's stress. That's the diet. 
I didn't know that voice thing. So I thought because she's getting divorced, that's what kind of fueled her mm. weight loss thing because she's trying to win <laughs> to win the breakup. Oh. You know? Nope. Um, according to the Hello Singer, her vocal cords have been damaged to the point that she cannot sing for even two more shows. Shows that would have capped her extensive world tour. It's sad. Yeah. Oh, and here's the next question on Google. How did Adele lose weight? Stress. That's how she lost weight. She lost her voice and she lost her husband. Boom. You kind of start to realize when you're going through breakups or losses or whatever, you you stop eating, basically. Oh, yeah. You know, for some time, you just stop eating or you don't care about it anymore. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, when Andrew and I were going through all of our shit last year, I lost 10 pounds in like four days because I couldn't even eat. Like I just, yeah, it's a total thing. And I think it's the pendulum swings one of two ways. You either can't eat or, you eat or all you do is eat. Right. In my case, the pendulum will swing both ways depending on the day. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, but uh, yeah. But usually the first days, I think everyone will just stop eating and yeah, start drinking. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's my guess with what happened with Adele, but this is just wild speculation. She will probably write a song about it. She probably will. And have somebody else sing it? I don't know. Oh, I'm so sad. I love her voice. We will see. We'll, yeah, we'll have to see if she comes out again, you know, and sings. Yeah. But, uh, oh my God. So she married in 2016, divorced in 2019. Okay. According to Wikipedia. Just don't get married. Yeah, if you don't get married, you can't get divorced. Right. And relationships are hard. But besides Adele, who is an amazing human, um, there's lots of music we listen to when we're sad. Right. I mean, there's music for every mood, but there's lots of music we listen to when we're sad. And I know for a fact that both of us, because we share them with each other, we both have sad <laughs> playlists. Playlists devoted to trying to make us cry. <laughs> and it's a normal thing. I think so. Even though men don't understand. Yeah, in my experience, men don't get it. I think Andrew said this was insane. I think he did think it was pretty insane. He's like, why? <laughs> You're sad. Why are you making yourself more sad? And I'm like, because I just need to. Okay? It's a compulsion. <laughs> I have no control over. <laughs> just let me cry. There are discussions on the internet about this. Oh, yeah. I've seen memes about it, too memes from men who just say what the fuck are you doing <laughs> <laughs> why do you do this to yourself oh yeah and then memes from women that are like in total support of a sad playlist yeah you have some glass of wine and then you just what's your wine by the way today oh so my wine is a sparkling white wine 13 percent abv and i think it's just like a white blend but it's called weekend live every day like it's the weekend which I mean, some people, that's exactly what they're doing right now. Unfortunately, or fortunately, depending on how you want to look at it, I am not living every day like it's the weekend because I still have to work. Right. <laughs> that is my wine. It's pretty. It's got a cool design and weekend is spelled W-K-N-D. And like pretty much always, it's a wink wine. Mine looks kind of nice too. It has two faces on it from Cards, the king. Oh, yeah. The Cards. It's called Wine Kraut. It's a rosé off dry. It's okay. I can get down with a good rosé. Apparently that one isn't a great rosé, though. I'm trying to drink it like in the master class, but I still can't taste whatever you should taste in there. 
like some taste in mushrooms or whatever. Oh, that would never... all, all the undertones and stuff. Right. That goes straight over my head. I'll be honest. We will learn it. Yeah. I got to take a master class still. My mom and I are going to attend apparently um, on Wednesday. There's some sort of Sarah Blakely is going live for master class and she invented Spanx. So we'll be doing that, but I have not taken the wine one yet. I haven't taken any. Yet. It's long. Is it? Yeah. I'm still not done with it because I don't have time. Yeah, you don't have time. You really don't. And I think you hardcore need like, you need to take a weekend off. I do. Yeah, because I'm totally overworked. You are. You really are. Yeah. And like, not to bring the pandemic into everything, but has Germany kind of gone, started to go back to, you know, quote unquote normal? Yep. So we will see how that works out. Yeah. And then they will see if they will, you know, get back to stricter rules. But tomorrow, the cafes and uh, restaurants, they will open up. Well, they, well, you guys had a lot more testing, correct? Yeah. Yeah. Some states are starting to open up. I don't know. I'm just going to wait and see how that works out for them. We still have 16 days on our quarantine. Yeah, I will still be laying low for a little bit. It does help that some of these states are opening more than two weeks in advance of our opening. So we can kind of see how that goes for them. Yeah, we'll just have to wait and see. But in the meantime my ass is still staying inside. (laughs) So staying inside and, you know, listening to music, listening to music. And frankly, I haven't needed my um, sad playlist for a lot lately. First like month of quarantine, I listened to my sad playlist a lot. I was feeling a lot of feelings. The last couple of weeks have been pretty good. I can say as an open and honest person, that getting on antidepressants has been a big game changer for me. And I've been on them only for like three and a half weeks, something like that. Mm-hmm. Big game changer. Good for you. Big game changer. Yeah. I mean, that's why they're there. Exactly. Like I've wanted to not get on them for a long time, mm-hmm. but I finally bit the bullet because this pandemic kind of pushed me over the edge. Like I think it did to a lot of people. And I can firmly say if you're thinking about it or, you know, feel that they would be helpful to you, I would talk to your doctor. So I haven't needed my sad playlist a whole lot, but um, I can say that in the beginning of the pandemic, I totally had a night where I drank a lot of red wine. I took a bubble bath and listened to my sad playlist in the candlelight. (laughs) (laughs) I just really let myself feel everything and get very sad. I actually haven't listened to mine too. Like You haven't been? Yep. Wow. Good for you. I don't have time for this. You know, oh. I don't have time don't to have cry. Time. <laughs> I don't have time to feel feelings right now. <laughs> I don't have yeah. time to cry. Oh my God, that's funny. That's sad. <laughs> that's the point of being totally overworked. Just avoiding any kind of feeling that's coming in. <laughs> oh my God. But I also don't want to. I don't feel like it. You need it. You just, you start listening to your sad playlist you set aside 20 minutes, cry, feel better, move along. Yeah. Set a time. I mean, <laughs> I was super stressed four or five days ago. I remember. That was a time where I was like, okay, I'm on the edge right now. And then, yeah. you know, then you can put on the playlist and then listen to it. Get it over with. Just move on. Right. Yep. And I think that's kind of what they're there for. Like, at least in my experience, it's like, okay, I know I need to cry, but I'm not there yet. So I'll just listen to music that I know will just like push me that little final bit. I'll cry, right. get it out, and I'll either go to bed or I'll be done with it. And then I'm fine. I could move along with my life. 
I mean, I told you before, in preparation of this episode, I was listening to it this morning. Yeah. And then I was, you hear some kind of lyrics and then you're, okay, you need to stop listening to this right now. Yep. Yep. <laughs> I started listening to mine this morning too. I was like, I haven't listened to it in a little while. I should probably like get used to it again, whatever, just kind of re-familiarize myself with my sad playlist. And I was listening to it and I was like, nope, nope. <laughs> I'm going to set myself into a major depressive episode. I need to stop. But if I, okay, so if I am correct, my sad playlist is exactly two hours and 30 minutes long. Yours, I believe, is a lot longer than mine. Around eight hours. Yep, eight hours and 16 minutes. Wow. You have a lot of Whitney Houston. Yeah, she was broken. She was. She really was. She had a lot. My playlist is full of... Like, not new songs. It's a mixture from the 60s to the 70s to the 80s to the 90s, I think. Yeah, yours is a little bit older. I'm an old soul, so this is the music I'm listening to. Yeah, I don't really know the dates of all my songs. Some of mine are old, but mine aren't nearly as old as yours, to my knowledge. I've got a couple of atmosphere songs. I've got some piano music, Ludovico Ainaudi, however you pronounce it. I don't know. I'm not Italian. Got some good Bon Iver on there. Dermot Kennedy, a couple songs by The National. Yeah. So mine's a little bit newer than yours and not nearly as long. You also have a lot of, like you said right now, atmosphere, instrumental things, Mm -hmm. like something I don't have on my list because my list is completely lyrical based. Yours is. Yours is. Mine's got some lyrics, you know, other than, let's see, four songs. Four songs are just instrumental. The rest of them have lyrics. I think we should share it. On our I was website. Gonna say, I do think that we should make these like public playlists so that if anybody else wants to cry, they can totally cry. <laughs> <laughs> if you are heartbroken, boy, do we have the music for you. <laughs> I also like the names of ours. Yours is Moody Mood, and mine is a little bit dramatic. Die Inside. <laughs> <laughs> Yours is super dramatic. <laughs> you just want to die inside. And mine is, mine, I mean, yeah, but mine is also, um, yeah, it's when I'm in a moody mood, you know? Not just a mood, but a moody mood. So what's your top three songs on that list? Let's see. Let's see. Um, it really depends on what my particular moody mood is. My moodiest mood, I probably play Lovely with Khaled by Billie Eilish. I play that a good amount. That's a real, wow, that's a lot of feelings. Um, Everything <laughs> I Wanted by Billie Eilish is probably another one. Otherwise, the song that I play most, it's probably tied Now Comes the Night by Rob Thomas. That's a good one. I don't know if it's super popular or whatever, but that's a good one. It's just talking about how you're not going to be alone and, you know, you won't be forgotten, blah, 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 blah. So a little bit more motivational. Well, yes, but don't listen to it when you're going through a breakup because it's talking about like, I will not let you down, blah, blah, blah. But then if you're going through a breakup, you're like, oh my God, I let you down. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. It's a good song, but it's very relaxing. He plays piano. Yeah, but my playlist is not nearly as extensive as yours, but that's probably a good one. Also, Eight Circle by Bonavere, Good Woman by Cat Power. That'll make you cry. Yeah. I don't know. I really like my playlist. I really like my playlist. Tonight, I will give it a shot and you will give my list a shot. I have listened to yours. Obviously, not all eight hours of it. Me neither. <laughs> <laughs> you have a lot on yours. 
that it would be a little bit extreme. Oh my God. I don't think it would be a crying playlist then. I think it would just be like a like dying inside and out playlist. But like sometimes these songs, like I don't know about you, but I listen to some of these songs and it immediately transports me back to like a moment when I was listening to these a lot. And I'm like, okay, I I either have to be strong enough to recognize that I can listen to the songs, they're pretty, they're good, whatever. Or I'm like, oh my God, I'm right back into it. And I feel like I'm dying again. Yep. But it's kind of sad because some of these songs are really good and I literally can't listen to them without wanting right. to die. There are some songs that you kind of relate to something and you have to rewire your brain basically. Yes. Oh my God. An Evening I Will Not Forget slash Furthest Thing by Dermot Kennedy. Holy crap. Like, immediate, like I listened to it <laughs> when I was driving to my dad's. And I don't, it just came on and I immediately started crying like so hard. I almost had to pull over. I think I remember that day. Yeah. Like, damn, I shouldn't have done that. Didn't you pull over? I eventually did pull over, but not right then. I just pulled okay. over to go to the bathroom. But yeah, like I do. I totally have to rewire my brain to be able to listen to it and not associate it with the existing feeling I have with that song. But it's also not only with sad songs but with songs in general like mm -hmm. elton john i'm still standing i probably told you the story about that one yeah. which i will not share here but um you know i have that connection to that one night mm -hmm. and this is one of my favorite songs mm -hmm. and now i can't listen to it yep it's shitty yep like damn it why did you ruin a perfectly good song for me i love that song i know and this is kind of a sad song but i have that with Highway 20 Ride by Zach Brown Band. Like, it's a good song and it talks about a dad, like, parents are divorced and the dad is singing to his kids, like, how he always traveled on the highway, blah, 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 to go see his kids, whatever, which, like, speaks to me because I'm a child of divorce and, like, ours would be Highway 94 Ride, which is a lot <laughs> less, doesn't sound as pretty. But that song, that was my dad and I's dance at my wedding. And mm -hmm. I can't listen to that song now without thinking of that and I get sad. And I remember that my dad and I danced to it And I walked up to my mom and my brother after the dance was over and both of them were just bawling and Timmy like hit me and he's like, why did you do that? And I said, For the exact reason here, like you're bawling. But like now I can't listen to it without being really sad and thinking about my wedding. But at the same time, it was a good night. I don't know. It's a whole thing. But yeah, you know, there's some songs that you just no longer can separate from what you previously had associated it with. True. But also my sad playlist for some people, probably they think, why is that song in there? Like some upbeat songs. Yeah, you do have some upbeat ones that I'm like, okay. Yeah, but you have to listen to the lyrics and then it all makes sense. <laughs> and then you'll be sad too. You know, this meme with a black woman who has this crying face and it says like, uh, when the lyric starts applying to your life. Yep. I think I know exactly which one you're talking about. And she's like cheering you on with her hand, but crying. I think it's just the face. Okay. I'll send it to you. Yeah. But I think in general, like it just goes to show us how, oh no, I did not know that picture. <laughs> oh, that's a good one though. <laughs> When you're singing for fun. <laughs> and then all of a sudden out of nowhere, you're just like, wow, I'm depressed. <laughs> But then do you ever have songs like that do the opposite and they just completely lift your mood? Definitely. 
my brother and I have songs like that. And we like to title them like the songs that would bring us out of a coma. <laughs> like, oh my God, I swear to God, I could be in a coma. And if you start playing Ariana Grande's Into You, my ass will be like up and dancing. <laughs> like we had a whole thing. Um, oh God, I hope Timmy listens to this because when we were in Arizona, we were talking about that and we were listening to Into You and talking about how it could bring me out of a coma. And then we were laughing so hard, like thinking about being in a coma and one of us noticing that the other one is waking up from their coma and <laughs> Timmy goes, doctor, doctor, turn it up. <laughs> It was so funny. Oh my God, we died. But like to this day, we could just be listening to a song and it's like, doctor, doctor, turn it up. Oh my God. But there are some songs like that. Uh, Baby Got Back. Yes. Uh, wake Me Out of a Coma. Like such a good bop. I told you I can rap. Some people will not believe me, but <laughs> Baby Got Back is not that difficult rap song. Oh yeah. But like Eminem, Without Me. Yeah. Have you ever tried to keep up with Rap God? I know all the words to that. Oh, God, yeah. I'm killing it. And I'm still waiting for my opportunity where I'm in the karaoke bar and nobody expects the fat chick no, to rap. You just get up there and kill it. <laughs> right. Fat chick. Oh, my God. <laughs> I would have to be like blackout to sing karaoke in any capacity. But True. You um, have to be drunk. Oh, very drunk. Very drunk. I don't want to remember it the next day for sure. Karaoke can be fun, but I would never sing like in front of family ever. Oh, hell no. Frankly, I would go to a karaoke bar and like go to a place that nobody knows me. Maybe then. Germany. It's set now. Yeah. There you go. But this just reminded me of a song that I haven't listened to in a long time. And I found it in 2015, apparently. Push It is the song. And it's Kazette versus Ishii. And it's a bunch of people, whatever. But that song, oh my God, it immediately gets me hype. And sometime before I die, I want to listen to that song like while I'm acid. Because I have a feeling it would be like the biggest trip ever. I think I know it because the title is somewhat familiar now in my head. Frankly, it might be in our Chicago Drive playlist. I might have put it in there. I'll send it to you, though, because it's a bop. And if you don't want to like go and work out or like punch shit when you're listening to it, I don't know what you're doing. <laughs> oh, my God. It gets me so hype. It's a good one. Music is just super powerful. But I feel like sad music hits differently. Yeah. Like today, when I was preparing for the episode, I either got no feeling or some feeling in my throat or some feeling in my stomach. <laughs> like, can you relate to that? Yes, it is. Yes. And there are two different kind of feelings. Oh, they're very distinct. The stomach feeling is a little bit more awful. Sad playlists are torture, but it's good torture. Honestly, it's kind of like a means to an end in some ways. Like you're well aware of what you're walking into when you start listening to your sad playlist. Right. You're well aware of what you're doing to yourself. Sometimes it gets too far, like to the point where you just cannot breathe. Oh, you, you overdo it? Yep. Yeah. You overdo it and all of a sudden you're like, oh, God, I need to like dial it back a little bit. And ironically, I don't think either of us have. Do you have any Adele on your sad playlist? I have. You do? It's someone like you and hello. Oh, yeah, you do. You sure do. Oh, my God. Hello, though. That's a good one. My go to sad song is White Flag from Dido. 
Oh God, that's a good one. It's just a great song. Or uh, that's a little bit odd. Abba, the winner takes it all. Yeah. Nothing you you would expect on a list like that. I think. Yeah. The lyrics hit hard. Not for everyone. Yeah. But you know. I just sorted your playlist by the song title, and I saw you have Nine Crimes on there by Damien Rice. That's a throwback for me, but that's a really good one. It's very open to interpretation. Yeah, and it's moody. It's just got a moody vibe to it. What I um, associate with that song is that with one friend who's kind of like in that bubble with me, because I love to talk about music and lyrics and stuff like that. Oh my God, it's the best. I was trying to talk to her about that song. Like what? Yeah my interpretation of that is and she was like what are you talking about like just not taking it seriously in any way and that's my negative association with that song but it's not the reason why it's on there (laughs) oh now i'm just scrolling through and looking at your songs and you've got some good ones my newest edition is um katie perry the one that got away i saw that i saw that oh amy winehouse back to black i wouldn't put that on my sad playlist but that's a really good song this is also new, like last month that I added it to that list because the lyrics are like... Yeah, but Amy Winehouse in general, and this is something that when my brother listens to this, he'll totally relate to because he and I send music like this to each other all the time. Amy Winehouse is good, like weekend morning, you wake up late, you're like making yourself some breakfast and really just like reveling in the time that it takes to like cut up your veggies for your omelet, you know, just whatever. It's not a total bop, but it's just good like weekend morning music, whatever. I love Amy Winehouse for that. I have never seen her in that kind of light. I would never picture myself cutting vegetables <laughs> listening to Amy Winehouse. She's really good on like a on a weekend morning for just like background music. <sighs> I would love to like write a song that must be like a really nice and cool feeling to have your own song it must be totally cathartic i feel that just being able to like get your feelings out and uh, you know whatever Uh, there's one song in my playlist i don't know if you know it bg's i started a joke nope i don't know that song by the bg's specifically that is really 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 depressing like i listened to that this morning and I was like, oh my God, this is so depressing. Like it starts with, <laughs> I started a joke, which started the whole world crying. Oh my God. Yeah. And I didn't see that the joke, the joke was, was on, on me. me. <laughs> <laughs> right? Damn. Damn. And it continues throughout the it song. It totally does. I'm looking at the lyrics right now. <laughs> wow. Like, I don't know. I have no clue what this song is about and i love this song like just for the lyrics but i still haven't like i don't have an interpretation for that and i don't know if you're familiar with the website songmeanings.com i've looked it up yeah i don't know how like accurate it is whatever but i definitely sometimes i'm like i'm too dumb to figure out what this song is about so i'll look it up and i'm i know that website i'm always on that website like the community they're posting what their interpretation it is really really cool to see the different interpretations right yeah sometimes i honestly wish like artists would just tell us what they were thinking about when they write a song (laughs) but that's the thing about it everyone has their own interpretation that's why i hate it to have like poem interpretations in high school because everyone is interpreting it differently and 
Yep. If I can explain it, then it can't be wrong. Mm-hmm. And that's how I view it. Yes. The curtains in the room are blue because it's the author is <laughs> right. It's like bullshit. Maybe the author <laughs> just likes the color fucking blue. Maybe it's right. good at blocking out light. Like we don't know. <laughs> but yes, it is open to interpretation. Against interpretation. I think there's a book. A lot of Bon Iver's songs. I'm like, I don't know what you're singing about. And their <laughs> songs are a lot of like poetry, but mm-hmm. like he makes up words. Eight Circle by Bon Iver. He um, sings, to walk inside your favor, I'm an estuary king. Estuary isn't even a word. <laughs> but it sounds so good. So <laughs> in that sense, it's like, okay, I really don't know what you're saying because you're not even speaking a known language. Like, what are you talking about? So then it's all just the feeling that you get from the song. But, you know, normally it is open to interpretation, except when we get into like literal songs that it's not real words. Bonavere has a bunch of that where I'm like, okay, it sounds amazing and it totally flows well, but it doesn't make any, like, I'm not making any connections between what your final message is. But I think that's okay because there are many people who can't speak English. That's true. Who also, you know, listen to the popular songs. Yeah. And they just don't know what it's about. It, it's also like, I don't know if it was popular there. Uh, La Camisa Negra. Yep, we used it in Spanish class. We listened to it. The black shirt. Exactly. Because everyone was like, yay, tango. <laughs> you know, dancing to it. And the lyrics are super sad. <laughs> oh, now I have to look up the lyrics. Did you listen to Torero in Spanish class? No. Torero. Oh my God. I'll send you the song. Oh, we listened. <laughs> we listened to that song in Spanish class and it's a total fucking bop. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't thought about it in so long. But yes, uh, Tango La Camisa Negra. Yes, I remember that song. I totally remember that. But I've never looked up the lyrics. That was a total smash hit here in Germany. Super popular. And everyone was dancing to it. And then we had it in Spanish. And we were, oh my God, this is so That's sad. So sad. <laughs> okay, but really? Isn't it Juanes who sings that song? Juanes, yes, yes. Okay. It's his fault for making it so catchy. Keep in mind that I have two years of Spanish. I have the black shirt. The lyric is Tengo la camisa negra. So I have the black shirt. Today my love is in mourning. Oh, yeah, I just translated the lyric. Today I have a pain in my soul. (laughs) But it's so catchy. I have the black shirt because your soul is black or whatever. Yeah. And that is what hurts me most. And a pity that her Wow. Wow. <laughs> For drinking the evil poison of your love. Oh, right. <laughs> shit. And it's so catchy. The entire world was just dancing to this song about the evil poison of love. <laughs> Damn. I feel like Juanes didn't figure that one out. He didn't think that one through. Like, you know what? I'm going to talk about how I'm like literally dying inside to reference your playlist, but I'm going to make it a total bop. Like, what? Wow. The worst thing about music in school is that you have to listen to it again and again. It doesn't matter anymore what song it is. It will be in your head forever. Yes. Like, I will forever associate the song Torero with my Spanish teacher 
Um, he played this song and I remember him awkwardly like dancing across the front of our classroom. And that's what I think about when I think about Torero. I have that kind of school songs like No Doubt, Don't Speak. <gasps> yeah, that's a good one. That's a really good song. We had that in some project week where we analyzed it in music class. And it's still, it's so good. Yeah, I found my Spanish teacher. He's still at, <laughs> I graduated from high school nine years ago. He is still at my high school teaching Spanish. Senor Daniel. Senor Daniel. <laughs> Senor Daniel. Oh my God. I want to like reach out to him and be like, hey, remember when you made us listen to Torero? I just talked about it on my podcast. Do it. My God, I totally should. Anyways. Yeah. Yeah. Senor Daniel. I should really learn Spanish. It's not that difficult. Yeah. Well, it would have been nice. I had a friend, her family is from Mexico. It would have been nice to be able to speak Spanish with her parents because they spoke English, but like not super well, especially her mom. But, and maybe I've mentioned this on the podcast before, but her mom had such a hard time pronouncing my name, which is Keaton, but she could not say Keaton. And so probably to this day, if I ever come up in their conversation, which not likely, but she calls me Keiko. That's all she could say. But I was like, okay, Rosario, like, I'll be Keiko for you. That's fine. (laughs) (laughs) It would have been nice to be able to speak Spanish so I could be like, so I could talk to her, you know? And what's weird is like my name in gaming now, now that I'm like a gamer, um, I use the the username that I use for everything, which is KDG. It was always my username, whatever, but nobody ever called me by that, right? The only people- Only your mom. Yes. Kitty was like my mom my aunt Barb and like my dead grandma. But now that it's my gamer tag, people like that I do not know call me <laughs> Kitty. You don't have the right to call me Kitty. <laughs> and then I realized like, that's all they know, you moron. I have my nickname Dia from one of my teachers because she didn't know the name Diana or Diana or Diana. She just didn't know. See, and I always say your name Diana, but Diana is way prettier. Really? I mean, both are pretty. I think Diana is very pretty. But what the funny thing is, is that in that course that I'm in right now, the e-tutor is calling me Diana. And I'm like, why are you doing this? It's like a combination of Diana and Diana. My family calls me Diana. You call me Diana. My friends call me Dia. And other people call me Diana. And I tell you, every version is a different personality. Oh, yeah. I remember you saying that. See, that's so weird. Like, I don't know. I guess the only other pronunciation I ever had was people in like, I remember in just going through school and getting really frustrated when people would pronounce Keaton, Keaton, like it's a D and that would bug me. I'm like, do you call it Diane Keaton? No, (laughs) it's Diane Keaton. Why is it so hard for you to just say Keaton? Where it's totally getting off the topic of music, but have you ever like sat there and really thought about your name? Yes. Doesn't it kind of throw you into like a little bit of existential dread? Yes. Yeah, me too. (laughs) Especially because my name is so weird. I don't know. But I sit there and I'm like, I am just a bag of muscles and bones. But people call me Keaton. And it's such a weird name. I don't know. I wish you could listen to that podcast that Misha and one of his best friends recorded because it's exactly about that. Like who you are, who is I. Oh, should I really listen to it or will it send me into a whole like existential spiral? Well, you will not understand it if you can't speak German. So (laughs) someday I'll listen to it. 
You're right. Someday I'll listen to it. It's just weird. It's just totally weird. But so it's music. Yeah. Music will do the same thing to you sometimes. Like you'll hear a song about, I don't know, I can't think of anything off the top of my head, partially because I'm a half a bottle of wine in and all I've had is some PF things, frozen pad thai. But there are some songs that are just like about life. And I'm like, wow, this is really just making me think about my existence on this earth. And it's super deep. And sometimes it's just so metaphorically perfect. Like Hotel California. Oh, good song. Who comes up with that? Right? Who is creative enough to make that? Yes. Yes. Oh, my God. The Eagles. I haven't listened to the Eagles in so long. I need to listen to the Eagles. I remember in sixth grade doing um, their song Desperado, analyze the lyrics of the song and what it really means. And I remember thinking like, ooh, I'm doing the Eagles. Like, that's old music. Like, I'm immediately going to win some brownie points here. And I remember (laughs) talking about it and just repeating the same thing over and over again. Because that's all I knew from the song. But at the same time, like Desperado, it is a really good song, you know? Also, um, the Rolling Stones. Mm, mm-hmm. I'm not really a fan of the Rolling Stones. Like I'm a fan of their big songs. Right. They have a certain kind of style of music that I kind of dislike. Okay. Like how Mick Jagger sings, I guess. I like his mm-hmm. voice, but it doesn't really sound like singing. It does sound like talking, kind of. If you get what I mean. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And that I don't like, but they have good songs. Yeah. I like the Rolling Stones. I like their big songs. I like their big songs for the most part. Their big songs and uh, some other like Out of Time and Honky Tonk Women. Those are the two I like. I like Gimme Shelter, Paint It Black, Sympathy for the Devil. Oh, I just really want to listen to music now. (laughs) But music, man. I just, I just freaking love it. Um, God, I feel like the thought the the thought I had was like somewhat profound in my buzzed state. <laughs> Today it's your turn. <laughs> Today is my turn to get too buzzed and not be able to remember what we talk about. Um, oh, okay, I do remember. Um, like I think we would be doing a disservice to music if we didn't talk about at least this is something that I think a lot of people can relate to watch me be like the only one but do you ever have those songs where you listen to it and immediately you think of like this is the song if my life had a soundtrack this would be playing in the background when I'm doing this I think I had that thought somehow sometime but I could not think of the song right now you know okay the first one I thought of was a song called Elements by Ludovico Einaudi, where I'm like, okay, this is a like broody, moody song. And this would be in the background of like, if I were in a movie and I was like, just trying to like figure out my way through like a tough situation, whatever, not necessarily like tough emotionally, but like kind of a high stress, like I'm trying to get through something like that's the mm-hmm. song that would be in the background, you know? Like little things like that. I think that there is just certain songs where I'm like, if my life were a movie, this would be on the soundtrack. Well, on my soundtrack, there would be not instrumental, but a lot of Whitney songs. (laughs) Yep. You would have a lot of Whitney Houston in your soundtrack. She knew what the deal was. She truly did. Yeah. Like, didn't we almost have it all? Because she's like, the ride with you was worth the fall. Yeah. Okay, that's good. That's something like, that's a cool sentence That is in general, but it's also super sad. Yeah, that is a good one. Um, 
And of course, like everybody thinks of breakup songs and stuff. Kind of a a newer song, but by a total throwback of an artist is the Dixie Chicks came out with a new song, Gaslighter. They're Still Alive. It's a good breakup song. They're Still Alive, apparently. (laughs) Uh, But the Dixie Chicks released Gaslighter. It's a good song. I like it. I will listen to it. And I don't know about you, but do you have trouble listening to new songs? No. Like for me, I cannot listen to like two new songs. This would be too much. When you send me something, I can only listen to one thing when it's new to me because it has to, you know, like a friend that comes into my life. We have to get to know each other first. Oh, so you have to to acclimate yourself to the new song. Okay, yes. Yeah, a little bit. But like, I'm not one of those people. And I think about this kind of frequently. People who don't like any new music. So they just continue to listen to the same music. It's like, okay, if you like music from the 70s, that's great. I like 70s music. I like 80s music, whatever. But I also like new songs that are coming out now. And I cannot imagine going through life listening to the same decade of music and not liking anything new. That would be me. Not 100%, but like 75%. Because I am stuck with the old songs. I mean, I like some old songs, but... I still listen to newer songs, but I also think older songs are way better than the new shit that is coming up. Can I say something that you're going to have to forgive me for? Yes. You sound like an old person. I am an old person. (laughs) I'm sorry. Normally I am too, but like... (laughs) I like some of the new stuff that comes out, you know, but I have to be in the right mood for it, I would say. The songs you sent to me, what was it? Local Natives. When Am I Gonna Lose You? Oh, such a good song. That's a cool song. Isn't it a good song? Yeah. But like, it's not applicable to me at all. But I love it. Yeah, you can love it. (laughs) I'm not gonna lose Andrew. Like, it's a total like, when am I gonna lose my romantic interest? But like, do I love that song? Hell yeah, I do. I have not really focused on the lyrics yet. Mm, But it's a good song. I think it's different with us because it's your language. And I can still like listen to it without focusing on the lyrics and that's something i can't relate to but god i wish i could see and that's interesting because i know my brother was talking about trying to listen to more chinese music to start learning chinese i was listening to a lot of russian songs that i can also sing along with i remember you saying that when we talked about languages you're like i still listen to russian music yeah russian music can be cool i'm not understanding everything of course But like when I'm looking at the lyrics, I kind of see where it's going. Yeah. Yeah. I just love music, man. Even not understanding the lyrics, you can pick up on the mood of a song. Well, other than La Camisa Negra, which apparently. Yep. And I love the 90s. I don't know about you, but there are some songs and it's weird. But I remember being like five years old. And no matter how old I am. I will hear some songs from the 90s and I am immediately in the back of my mom's old red Ford Taurus and we are driving somewhere in Arden Hills where I grew up or where one of our houses was, whatever. And I'm immediately like just transported to the back of that car singing that song, not understanding at all what the song is about, but like it really does just transport you, you know, even to like, I mean, I was in kindergarten, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Music has the power. It does. And I'm slightly, slightly tipsy. So maybe that's why I'm getting all like nostalgic. <laughs> but like music, man. I, oh, yeah, I love it. It's, just, <laughs> it's so good. 
that's why we also had our Chicago playlist. Like yeah. the best playlist you will find on the internet. It was such a good playlist. I need to find that. Diane Keaton's Chicago to the Bay vibes. What a good, <laughs> what a good freaking playlist. And honestly, I'm a little offended that we haven't even mentioned Britney Spears yet. Yes. <laughs> Britney. Okay. Saturday Night Live just did a spoof on Britney talking about if Britney ever hosted a master class. Quarantine <laughs> edition. Okay. <laughs> so don't get me wrong. I love Britney Spears. She is a gem. I just love her. But she is a total ditz. Okay. And they did a master class and she was like, I've been quarantining for five years and it's not all that bad. Like all my favorite stuff is here. And then <laughs> she's you know, my loneliness is killing me. Well, she says in this, in this SNL school, she says, my loneliness is literally saving me. And then um, at the end, she like does the little head tilt and the, like the terrible eyeliner. And at the end she said, I'm Britney Spears and this is my master school. I have to find that on YouTube oh my or God, something. It was so good. My mom sent it to my brother and I and both of us like <laughs> Lucky is one of her songs that like would wake me out of a coma. That's one song that reminds me of one of my friends. Like the Filipino community here had when I was younger, we had like a Christmas party thing going on. Oh fun. Okay. There were all the Filipino people there, and my friend and I and our families were there too. There were people performing, dancing, whatever. She was probably 14 or something, or even younger, and she was like wanting to lip sync to Britney. Oh, good decision. And the host of this said, oh, here's your mic. And she was like, oh God, now that I have the mic, I have to sing. Oh Lord. And she was like, I don't want to sing, but they didn't expect her to sing, but she just interpreted that way oh, so no. she started to sing but it was good because she has a good voice everyone was like super proud of her and now she's like in a band she's um <gasps> no way performing and this song is always reminding me of like the start of this all and i'm sorry which britney spears song was it it was lucky it was lucky jesus christ oh my god such a good song though i love it sad though it is really sad but like God, such a good song. <gasps> Speaking of Britney, I forgot that we both seen her live. Right. It was amazing. It was perfect. I would go back to it in a second. I think we should also include on our Instagram with this episode notes, the video of me recording the start of the Britney concert. She says something and I scream. <laughs> and all you can hear is me yelling, like screeching. It was amazing. Concerts in general. They're just so great. Yep. But now that we're talking about Britney, I remember Madonna and her kissing. And that brings me to Madonna songs and the <gasps> conversation we had on our way to Chicago. If Like a Prayer is about a blowjob. <laughs> I've gone back and forth on this topic, as you know. When you call my name, I'm down on my knees. I want to take you there. I think it's like I... I... <laughs> I can see your argument that Like a Prayer is about a blowjob. That's all I needed to hear. I can see your argument. I mean, that is just a good song, though. And in the car to Chicago, you were like, no way is that about a blowjob. I don't think about it. Yeah. But now I have convinced you and I'm proud of myself. 
in the midnight, I can feel your power. Just like a prayer, you know, I'll take you there. All right, Madonna. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. We get you. Even if we're not discussing blowjobs, I just think that song is such a good song. But it's also long. It's very long. Right? I have it on my car cleaning playlist because, I mean, I just dance around the garage cleaning my car. You know, what's surprisingly, um, just because now I'm looking at my, my playlist that I made for cleaning my car, a surprisingly good soundtrack because sometimes movies have really good soundtracks, like the Twilight movies, problematic as hell. I've never seen the Twilight saga. Well, I can tell you that their playlists are pretty great. And the Birds of Prey playlist, also pretty great. i tell you one soundtrack that I really loved that I was thinking about uh, this morning too, because one song is on my Die Inside playlist too. <laughs> I know you have not seen the movie and you're kind of, because Shallow is, is kind of mm-hmm. annoying to you. Yeah. It was such a good movie. A Star is Born. In so long, I have not been so touched by a movie where I was just sitting there at the yeah. end trying not to cry and just sorting my emotion <laughs> such a good movie and the songs oh my god I almost watched that on a plane for what it's worth do that just watch the movie okay and there we go music man music drink a glass of wine now empty your bottle and then listen to some music maybe cry Maybe dance. We will share our playlists. Yep. So everyone can cry. I feel like I'm bearing my soul sharing my moody mood playlists. True. <laughs> but yours is a little more personal, I think, because eight hours is like a lot. That's a lot of crying. You'd get dehydrated. <laughs> <laughs> That's a lot of tears. Music, man. It's super powerful. Everybody's got it. We need it. And Adele used to make it before she ruined her voice. And I think the moral of the story is we all love Adele regardless of what she weighs, what she looks like, whatever. She's just a beautiful human being. And she has some really good music. She really does. Oh my God. She has a beautiful vocal range. Has? Had? We don't know. We will see. Yep. In the meantime, listen to some music. If you're feeling sad, listen to some sad music. That'll help you get your feelings out. And, uh... If you're in the U.S. still, I think you should still stay the fuck home and be safe. Yep. Stay safe.